Hey, B. Mm-hmm. Can I ask you a question? Always. What's the one thing when we travel that we always make sure we find? Oh, coffee. You know, bad coffee makes my brain angry. And we've been a lot of places. We've had a lot of coffee. But when we're home, there's only one place that we get coffee from. Yeah. Hacienda Real in Costa Rica. We found this place when we were in Costa Rica a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. And it's a micro roastery using only Costa Rican beans. Their blend is a mix of Arabica and Peaberry. And if you don't know about Peaberry, you need to find out about it because mm. it is amazing. It takes all the bitterness out. All the bitterness out. And we place orders and it's shipped directly to our door. You can get light, medium, or dark roast. You can get ground. You can get whole bean. And it is roasted to order. So there is a date stamped on your coffee so you know when it was roasted and bagged. It's good for a year after you order it. And it is the best coffee that we have ever had. So click the link in our show notes or go to goldenbean.net and use the offer code COFCHR20 for 10% off your order. Hacienda Real. Keep your brain happy. Hey, Dante. Hey, B. Looking pretty smart in your undies. Thanks. I've been doing my deads. <laughs> oh, I can see that. But it's not just what's in them. It's what's on them. Oh yeah, I got on my smart-ass undies. They're not just super comfy. They've got cheeky motivations on them that keep me in the right state of mind. Oh yeah, like we could all use a little brain lift these days, am I right? They're also lovingly made from sustainable, low-impact materials. So we can love the planet and cover our asses all at the same time. Motivate your ass with smart-ass undies. Click the link in the show notes or on the Things We Love page on our website. And remember to enter the discount code CHEATINGONFEAR10 for 10% off your order. Smart ass undies. Cheeky and comfy. Hey everyone, this is Dante. And I'm Beatrice. And this is Cheating on Fear. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back. Special day today. Well, tomorrow, I guess. When this releases. Okay. What's a special day? It's our first anniversary show. That's right. One year doing the podcast. Yeah. That's kind of Okay, cool. clink me, clink me. Clink me. All right, clink hold me. on. What are we drinking? What are we drinking? I, I don't know. What is it called? It's orangey. Uh, orangey stuff. It's it really good. Fresita. Fresita. Orange, orange sunset. It's a Chilean sparkling wine. With oranges that taste like peaches, and it is holy hella delicious. It's so good. Yeah. <laughs> it tastes like summer in a glass. Yeah. And at five and a half percent, you can drink it all day. <laughs> Maybe you can drink it all day. <laughs> I would be in the hospital, but <laughs> so it's like a <laughs> Mr. Double Imperial Stout. <laughs> okay, well that's a little different. Okay. Again, yeah. Yeah. So it's really tasty. Mm-hmm. It's so can maybe read the description that, because it, that was such a, a great description. It's Chilean. It's Chilean. Description? What description? On the, on when the you read it on the... Oh. Oh, yeah. the reviews. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hold on. So... Is that something somebody made up? Yeah. <laughs> That's really cool. Yeah. We have, it, we have this app called Vivino. Yeah, it's great. I, and we log all of our wines and sparkling wines and ports. Yeah, anything that is grape-based. Yeah, and you can... 
people think we're crazy, but you can go to the liquor store and like take a picture of the bottle and it'll tell you the rating and Everything. all the reviews. What and the tasting notes are. Yeah. What the vintage it's ratings so are. It's so great. It's fantastic. And it's great. They've got a, I mean, this is like going to sound like an ad for Vino. It's not, it's just super cool. Maybe it's But you can, point. you can take, you can take a picture of a wine list and it'll give you the ratings of all the wines on the list. Or you can take pictures of multiple bottles in a store. I know it's cool. And then and then it tells you, and you're like, oh, and that's how we found this. So and everyone thinks we're crazy, but so this is a review from a couple of years ago. The user's name is Bloody Wino. <laughs> okay. Only good things come from Central Chile. Sweet crazy people make sweet crazy drinks that make you forget to clean your jokes up at the dinner table. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's really good. I. Yeah, it's really good. It tastes like mimosas. Yeah. Yeah. But it's so strange because it has orange and yet it tastes peachy. It tastes peachy. I don't know, yeah. it's delicious. I'm, I'm digging this. I got my peaches down in Georgia. <laughs> Let's try it. Let's try it. <laughs> okay. So we are celebrating a year of cheating on fear. And so we're going to talk about some of the signposts along our, our year-long journey here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Can you maybe talk about... What were the origins of, like, how did we start talking about doing a podcast in the first place? Well, a pair. My handwriting sucks. (laughs) We started talking about this because of our progression in a non-monogamous relationship and wanting to be out about our relationship status, but not being able to. Right. And we had talked to some people who didn't know the status of our relationship, who were asking questions about these kinds of things, and thought that we could take our backgrounds and our comfort in talking about the subject matter and put it out there as a podcast with no prior experience in audio engineering (laughs) or podcasting or or any of this We had experience in talking. Yeah, We both talk for a living. Yeah. And we have these conversations on the regular Mm. before the podcast. We would have these deep conversations. We would watch a documentary and it would take three hours to watch an hour and a half long documentary (laughs) because we're stopping and discussing and doing stuff like that. And so it seemed like a, a kind of natural progression to put it out there and just to see if it was useful or helpful to anyone. Yeah, I kind of felt like from a selfish perspective, it was a way to immortalize some of our conversations about things because we we have conversations about non-monogamy and travel and parenting and cultural phenomena and things and things that we watch and read and Mm -hmm. experience. And so and we guessed it on a podcast beforehand. Yeah, we started. It's no longer recording anymore, unfortunately, but we were talking about being non-monogamous that's right yes Yes, and i think that kind of was the spark Mm -hmm. of well maybe do you know like i forgot all about that yeah oh my god it was over the phone and it sounded so bad and it had nothing to do with the podcast host no we didn't have the technology to to, no it was it was really bad we were sharing a pair of airpods like what the fuck were we thinking i know it was terrible and it was great content but it just sounded awful like if i was anybody if it wasn't us, I would be like, I'm not listening to this. I can't listen to this. <laughs> well, um, I mean, the very, very first episode we recorded, which we never released, <laughs> was <laughs> us recording on, a, again, a shared pair of AirPods 
in my closet. On a voice memo. On a voice memo. <laughs> so bad and then the light would turn off and yeah, it would be dark in the closet yeah, it was, yeah. yeah that yeah. was the very first so we've come a long way we've learned a lot about about mm-hmm. this whole process and and covid kind of accelerated it because i think we were thinking about like when we first started talking about it, it was like you know we can take all summer and we can record mm-hmm. and have all kinds of stuff in the can because we did i did have a long conversation with the lady that had us on hers yeah. and just kind of picked her brain about what are some of the things you wish you knew? Yeah, she had some good advice. Really, really good advice. And one of the main points was like, get a lot of content Mm -hmm. so that if something happens and you can't record, you're not going to be stuck because, you know, consistency is key. And and I really took that to heart. And so we were kind of thinking about like, we'll record all summer and then we'll record, we'll release in the fall. Yeah, because it'll, and things will get stuff. busy and, and we won't be yeah. able to record as right. often and, and that'd be good. But And then COVID hit and we yeah. literally had nothing to do. Yeah, we were recording in the spring of 2020. Yeah. And by the time summer came around, we had not quite the number of episodes that, that we wanted to, but we had no. enough. No, because I made you re-record a bunch oh of Oh my them. God. We have recorded. Do you want? Do you want to know how many episodes we've actually recorded? No. No. Okay. I won't tell you then. There's a few that are that are in the vault still. Yeah. There's and a, there's they'll a pro- few they're in, probably going to stay there. They're probably going to stay in the vault for a little while. <laughs> well, the Manosphere episodes we re-recorded. I know you were so mad at me for that. I and, was, and they and, were better the second time around. But yeah, they oh were. my god, what what a crazy amount of stuff to, to yeah. Go over so again. what? Let me, I want to ask you. I'm I'm curious. What were some of the biggest challenges for you starting this podcast? What were some of the things? What was what were the, the the steepest learning curves for you? Oh, by far, like hands down. I don't even need to think about it. The technical side of it, because mm-hmm. you didn't know anything about. I'm very tech savvy. You are, but I'm not an audio engineer, and the I wish and. I don't know, maybe th- maybe this is out there and I couldn't find it, but I really wish somebody had a step-by-step guide on starting a podcast. And there wasn't anything that I found that was workable. You know, the software that we use, the digital audio workstation that we use was one of them. We talked to some people who are musicians about right. microphones yep. to get. Yep, yep, yep. And... Yeah, and when you talk to other, or when we've outsourcing talked, your editing, yeah, and when we've talked to other podcasters, everybody uses a different, yeah, like Joe Rogan uses a completely different setup than us, and he's got way more money than us. I but mean, we didn't talk to him. No, we didn't talk to Joe Rogan. But when you see other podcasts and you see the kind of stuff that they're that they're using, and mm-hmm. a lot, and I have uh, always been an avid podcast listener, yeah, and you you hear about the production equipment that they're using, and they're using like boards that cost tens of thousands of dollars right. to mix their audio and they've got somebody live doing all the stuff as opposed to what I have to do in post and, and editing and learning how to edit mm-hmm. was was a big challenge and then navigating just the ecosystem of how you get your podcast out into the world mm-hmm. and we have somebody that we know that did our logo who was awesome yes she took the idea that I had in my head yep and made it into something that I'm super proud of and I think is super cool and yes. cute and kind of embodies it, this whole thing. It was thing. like she reached right into your brain yeah. and you were like, yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. She's, yeah, she's a great she's amazing. artist. Yeah. 
yeah, really, really good. So and, and quick, man. She's fast. Really, yeah, really fast. really fast. And I've used her for other other work related, mm. you know, new businesses and stuff, stuff like that. And, yeah, because yeah. she's just she's incredible. Great, yeah. But that for me, the technical side of it. Mm-hmm. What about what about for you? Thank you for asking. I was going to say, like, you have come a really, really long way with all of that. Yeah. With finding things that work for you, both during recording and post yeah. and making things easier for yourself from an editing standpoint. And the sound is amazing. And just things that you would discover along the way. Mm. And you've really carved a groove for yourself as far as how to set up and and edit and post and all that kind of stuff. It's It's really quite something. I, I'm, it's I'm, it's impressive. Thank you. I when we started getting guests. Oh my god! I remember the first time we had a guest, <laughs> and and that episode never got released. I we were supposed to record together, right? And oh, it got rec- it got it got that was a rock savages podcast yeah. it got released on their end yeah it was supposed to be released yeah. on our side and, yeah. and just it, i was not able up, you were you were bent over your computer while i was upstairs yeah doing it just it ended up being a, b on a podcast because on a, i could on a facetime it, call <laughs> it just failed so badly yeah. but once we figured out how to do remote guests just hey hey bo yeah rock savages love you guys you guys hopefully we'll get down to see you Paul. soon yeah the that changed the way i had to edit the podcast mm when we had guests, when it mm-hmm. wasn't just you or I, mm-hmm. where I could control some of the variables. And I think the James Fell episode and probably the Wednesday Martin episode, specifically the Wednesday Martin episode, that's when I really, that's when my editing went from like, oh, this will take a little while to do to like a long time. Hours and hours. Hours and hours yeah. and hours yeah. to, to, to do it there. But I'm glad, I'm glad it it, it sounds good and, and I want it to, to be... I don't want people to constantly be turning their volume up and down sure. to listen to it because that's so fucking annoying. It is annoying, yeah, yeah. And I and there's there's been a lot of podcasts where that have piqued my interest, and then I start to listen to them, and the sound is so bad, and the editing is so bad. It's mm. just like I I can't, like I can't. Yeah. I think for me, I mean, I guess it's safe to say that you're sort of the technical end yes. of the operation, and I am more the creative. You're creative for director. sure. Yeah. You do the research, a lot of the research. You're also you book most of the guests too. <laughs> I do all the social media, mm-hmm. which is a challenge. I I have learned so much about how to do social media, yeah. how to do posts and stories. And I mean, personally, to, you had social media pages and I stuff did, like but that. I didn't care about right. I didn't care about them. It was yeah. just sort of like whatever they were. They were you know recreational. Your content you creation was very different than than this. Yeah, kind of content. and and this this was a completely different thing. And it was hard. It was hard to normalize that in my head and just go. It it's going to be what it's going to be. Yeah, I was making myself crazy, sort of like looking at. all the metrics and how many followers like waking up in the morning and of course because at the beginning there's a lot of growth and it's very rapid and it's exciting and you're just like oh my god that's amazing and then when you don't get that same hit every time (laughs) it's like i'm chasing the social media dragon the rest of the time (laughs) and that was a bit of a an arc as far as just saying you know what we're putting this out there and people are going to find it or they're not and I think some of the best advice that we got was from Em and Finn from Normalizing Non-Monogamy. Mm-hmm. And they said, your audience will find you. Your people will find you. Just yeah. keep putting out Good what content. you're putting out. Yeah. 
and be true to your vision and people will find you. And that took a while for me to internalize, I think. But it was such great advice because it's just like, you just do you, boo-boo. Like, <laughs> you do the thing that that you feel is like, yes, this is the right thing for us. This is something that resonates with us. It'll probably resonate with people that listen to the podcast or have similar experiences. Or even if they don't, if they just trust us to know that when they listen to us and what we're saying is authentic yeah. and true, that they go, oh, you know what? I never thought of it like that. And that... So, and, and social media is a great way, is a great way to, to reach people. I think for me, the research part, I've always been like that. I've always enjoyed research and looking at things and finding a way to present a topic in a way that has an arc, has, has a little journey. Yeah. Yeah. And that's been really fun to sort of create a story about a topic where it's like, how do we lead in? Where are we going? Where do we come out? Yeah. And that's when I started, I, you know, we, we started out just sort of winging it mm-hmm. and it would drive me crazy because I would have ideas in my head and then we'd finish the podcast and I'd be like, shit, I wanted to talk about this and I want to talk about this. And I want to talk about this. <laughs> and that's why I made you redo. I asked you yeah. to redo the the Manosphere episodes, because I felt that they were so, so, so important. And I just didn't feel like we had done them justice. And I just, I was so emotional about all of that stuff, like tripping across that stuff from the very beginning, that I just felt like I was this shrill, angry woman just screaming about it. And it just, I, I wasn't getting the points across that I wanted to get across. And so I felt like the second time we did it, I was a little bit calmer and I could just talk about we we i think we it was a big endeavor to just sort of systematically take apart those yeah those points trying one to address, at a time trying to address yeah, the, the and, falsehoods or what we believe to be falsehoods yeah and i think uh, so that so the biggest challenge for me is trying to create that story arc with our topics or our guests and try to have a little journey with an entry point an exit point and a little bit of an arc so that it's not just this meandering, mindless conversation that yeah. just goes nowhere. Yeah. And another challenge for me is when we do have guests, to communicate with them enough so that they understand that we're not coming in unprepared. Right. And I, I think sometimes that, you know, people that are used to doing a lot of interviews and talking to a lot of people, they just, they just don't. They, they default figure, back they, to... Well, they figure they have to do all the heavy lifting. Right. And I, I think that that was a challenge where I should have communicated a little bit more with, with some of our guests to say, hey, you don't have to do all this heavy lifting. You just show up yeah. and We're gonna ask you we'll some take cool care of it and, and yeah. we can have a conversation. Yeah, yeah. And and so that was a challenge for me is just to create that that story. I wanted to, I wanted to just, before we move on, I want to go back to the Manosphere episodes. Sure. Because... and. Brave ones out there, if this is you, mm-hmm. hit us up because I, I, I'd like to know what's going on. But I've been looking at our metrics the last month and a half or so. Mm-hmm. And at least on the website, I'm seeing a lot of traffic on the Manosphere blog post and the Manosphere episodes. Okay. And it's interesting to see how it moves around the world. Hmm. 
for instance, in Sweden. Right. Any Swedish <laughs> listeners out there, tell us what's going on. Because I'm super curious. Send us an email at info at cheatingonfear.com. Yeah, because I'm super curious to know what's going on. I, I like In my head, I hope it's something like somebody has found this, it's resonated with them, and they send it to somebody else because mm-hmm. they want them to see that information. Mm-hmm. But it could just as easily be a bunch of red pillars who have stumbled upon it right. and are just raging about it all over the place. I hope that's what it is. <laughs> so, yeah. So if that, if this applies to you, if you have been out there, we'd love to hear from you. I mean, we always love to hear from the listeners, but specifically, I, I'm very curious to, to know what's going on out there because the blog post is not recent and the episodes no, are not recent. They're like and, last summer, I think. And yet they're, they're showing up on a daily basis. Hmm. So. Well, that's something else. The blog posts, and I've been on hiatus with those mm-hmm. probably, got some ideas probably since the early fall. And that is work-related and just time-related. And and honestly, during the election, I think the last one that I wrote was right after the election mm-hmm. in November. Mm-hmm. And then I just took a break. I the felt like election. I felt like I was so drained from COVID and the election. Right. I just... I just needed to pull back. I was like, I have, and I think I remember saying to you, I have nothing to say right now. <laughs> I just have nothing to say. I don't want to talk. I don't have any strong opinions on anything right now. I just need to just stop. Right. And, but having said that, starting the blog in summer of last year was the first time I'd written stuff since university, I think. Yeah. And it was really cathartic for me yeah i love therapeutic watching that process with you thank you yeah you were kind of my editor a little bit too and my my older son was my editor as well yeah you didn't need a lot of editing though thank you it's it's nice to see your stream of thought put out in that way because that's one of the things i've always loved about you is your mind and and i'm fascinated by the way it works and when you produce work like that it's like a window into that is that the phd in you where you read something like that and you go huh She's actually literate. I, I, I never. <laughs> <laughs> you never thought I was. I never literate. was like, hmm, I wonder if B's literate. <laughs> no, I know that. But <laughs> but, <laughs> but reading what somebody writes, yeah. I'm always fascinated by, the, and that's the other thing too, is that being able to read more and the opportunity to read other people's work because of this podcast has been really great because you you read what other people write about stuff and you're just like wow that's that's really good and i i have to thank you for the gift of apple news because there's some really really well written articles about cultural stuff going on and political stuff yeah because we have access to really cool magazines like Mm -hmm. the atlantic and the new yorker and mclean's and all like all over the spectrum of stuff uh what's rolling stone yeah rolling stone esquire vanity fair crazy hard-hitting journalism yeah it's insane it's really really good and so following stuff up welcome to my apple family (laughs) you got down on your knee took my (laughs) hand and asked me to join your apple family it was a It was a really important day. It was. (laughs) And I think going that step further, like I think a lot of people, us included or me included, were so often passive consumers of media. Sure. And I think what this podcast does is it 
turns us into active consumers of media. Right. Because there's always an eye to, there's something in here. Right. There's an, there's an analysis or an eye towards deconstructing something. Yeah. A yeah. message or things to be pulled out, themes to be pulled out and discussed and looked at. And I that, that's been really interesting to do with you because I also admire your mind. Oh, thank you. And how that works. And we have a great time pulling things apart and pressing that pause button and going, what the fuck oh my God. is that? I think of all the documentaries that we've watched together, I think What the Health was the one that was the most discussed while we were, while we were doing all of that. Not for me. No? Do you want to, do you want, we didn't even do a show on What the Health. Did no, we? I don't want, I don't want to give that, that crazy. <laughs> that was why we didn't do it. Vegans, I love you. I admire your choices, but I'm not about to do any vegan propaganda pieces for anything out there because the science in it is so, hold on, yeah, I'll take some more. The science in that is so bad. It's hold so on. bad. Yeah. Pour me. Oh, I'm pouring you. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, oh. Well, you need some. I know. I, right. I know. And then we're done. And then, okay. yeah. And, ooh, man, we killed that bottle. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah. That's actually something. And forgive me if I'm, if I'm going around your rundown. <laughs> Throw it in the bucket. No, I'm good. That was something that I found very surprising about this podcast. Okay. Is how much fun the pop culture episodes have been to do. Mm. Yes. Yes. I thought we were just going to talk about sex and relationships and training. And, and we did. Was, and yeah. We, and travel. And travel. And then we couldn't do that. So. Yeah. And then travel kind yeah, of that, fucking that sucked. Was, that, was one of our, that was one of our big themes was going to be travel. I can't wait to do about, episodes like on, on location. Yeah. Wherever we are. We've done one. We, yeah. One in Alberta. <laughs> <laughs> Even thinking about how, because we would love to go to Cuba and mm. thinking about how we can record in Cuba because bringing recording equipment to cuba probably is, not the best is, idea no 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 no, 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 no. no so no. so we're, we'll be back in the closet with our shared airpods yeah and... we've got some ideas i think i think we i think we have the technical know-how to be able to do it mm-hmm. decently mm-hmm. but i i can't wait to do those kind of travel logs because and i've said this in earlier episodes some of my favorite things to watch are the the series that anthony bourdain did Oh yeah, you've like no about reservations, that, yeah, and and, and and parts unknown and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and, and he is how I, that's how I aspire to travel the way he travels. Sure, you know the whole concept of going to these various locations in different countries and different cities and talking to the people that work in the kitchen and yeah. being like, what's your food culture? Mm-hmm. You know, how do you experience this place that you live in? And I was like, oh, this is amazing. This is exactly what. And I And when we do. did our our Fernvay episode. That was one of the themes that came up about the way we like to travel mm-hmm. is to get down deep into the culture and mm-hmm. meet people and try and learn some of the language and talk about experiencing local food and mm-hmm. drink and and the history of some of the landscape and yeah. and architecture and just super fun shit like that. So I'm really looking forward to kind of taking this more international yeah when we get that, that's something i'd love to see in the next year mm-hmm. you know when we start talking about the second year of the podcast and review how would you say this podcast has affected our relationship oh man i think it's been beneficial for sure in what way well in in the way that look if anybody who is in 
anything other than a monogamous relationship. And honestly, in a monogamous relationship, this is super important too. But it it won't work in a non-monogamous relationship if you don't have good communication. Mm -hmm. And I think being able to do this podcast together where we have to formulate thoughts and discuss topics and also hopefully doing it in an interesting way <laughs> that somebody other than the person we're, yeah something other than the person that we're fucking is going to find interesting <laughs> that it's a challenge mm-hmm. and we've joked about it me more than you about the fact that that we're not going to have kids together okay Oh, so this is... But this podcast is kind of like our... Well, it is our baby. It's our baby, yeah. Right? It's something that we made together. Yes. And And we push it out into the world. We push it out into the world, hopefully without any ticks or baggage or (laughs) audio glitches or whatever whatever. And no one bullies it. And nobody bullies it. And hopefully it's (laughs) loved and cherished and and successful. (laughs) Passed around. Wait, wait, no. (laughs) Hold on a second. (laughs) Safely. Yeah, I... I think it's, I, w- I actually had reservations about doing this podcast with you. I was worried that it was going to have a negative effect on our yeah. relationship. Worried is a strong word. Concerned that. Well, you have a superpower. I have several. You have several superpowers, but one of your superpower, superpowers is worst case scenario, girl. <laughs> and I can leap to the worst conclusion in a single bound. Yeah, absolutely. And you had that, you had that reservation with a podcast. You had that reservation when our relationship moved from what it was to a non-monogamous relationship that 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 was going to take that's okay okay. those are two completely different things okay go ahead i'd like all right go ahead and explain yourself (laughs) all i was about to say Uh was that you you are very cautious in a lot of different ways and you didn't want this podcast to be something where no we can't talk about it we gotta we gotta save for the podcast oh i still do that yeah we can't <laughs> we can't have any conversations that are meaningful and deep unless we've got a mic on and we're recording it it's like madonna doing truth or dare what's what happened there you don't do you don't remember that documentary she was dating warren Beatty at the time okay and they were following her around everywhere and she didn't she had the cameras there and he was like do we do we have to do this in front of the camera, and she was like, "Yes, it's a documentary. It's documenting my life. This is part of my life. We have to." And you're in my and life. He was like, and he was like, "Is is there any life off camera?" And she was like, "No." Mm. And he's like, <laughs> "And he go fucking at Benning." Yeah, but it was just where you could see he was irritated that everything was out there and there was no privacy. Right. But yeah, I think I was worried that it was going to, and maybe, and maybe that's is that the parallel that you were drawing that it was going to be all about yeah yeah the non-monogamy like if we if we decided to have a non-monogamous relationship that it was going to be all about fucking other people all it was going to be was was talking about getting ready doing debriefing getting ready for the next one yeah yeah. all, all of that sure and i feel like at the beginning there was a lot of podcast talk it consumed us for a while and then it started to normalize. Well, we had a lot of show ideas that we wanted to yeah. we wanted to record in the beginning, right? Yeah, but I think it was but it was a positive thing. I felt like it kept us talking about things. We were both excited by the ideas that we had and right. the content we were making and the the social media engagement that we were getting and talking to people. So I, I 
that concern was a little unfounded. Mm. I mean, I think it's been funny when <laughs> we have to record on a certain day because we don't live together. And it's like, we have to do this today because if we don't, we're not going to get another opportunity. <laughs> and I'm pissed at you for whatever reason. I mean, we're going to go on air. <laughs> <laughs> and then we have to record and you're like, are you okay? And I'm like, yep, let's do the." It's we're kind of doing it. we're doing it. It's kind of therapeutic. <laughs> yeah. Because it keeps us talking. I think sometimes I need to just keep talking and I have a tendency to just kind of clam up and just <laughs> for a little bit. <laughs> and it it forces me to to talk to you yeah. and just go, "You know what? This is really not a big deal." Well, awesome. <laughs> so Habs of couples out there, if your other half is angry at you, start a podcast. So you can just keep them talking. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. No, but I think, also I think yes. It, I think it's no, but also yes. <laughs> I think it's been good for our relationship. On oh, like oh yeah, on the whole, it's yeah. been good for our relationship. Well, and because, because doing something creative with you is really fun. Yes. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. And I have a an ever deepening appreciation for your intellect. And for the way that your mind works, I'm fascinated by that aspect of you because there's so many things that attract and attracted me to you, but this was not ever part of the dating no. profile or I had no. no idea other than that we could have some interesting conversations when we, sure. when we started to communicate, but to take it to this level and to, to do this and to engage with the people that you know, on social media with the listeners and with the guests that we've had, it's just, it's something completely different. I never had any idea that we would be able to do something like this. No, that was never, that was never part of the original plan for sure. So it was a very pleasant surprise. Mm -hmm. And I've never done anything like that with a partner before. I've never worked with a partner. Never created. Never had a, a joint project. And I mean, except for my children. <laughs> the collab. <laughs> <laughs> Collab number one and collab number two. Yeah. Yeah. Limited edition. <laughs> the Carbon Soldier Project. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a Van Damme movie. It does, doesn't it? It's kind of <laughs> cool. So what about, let me ask you, what was the most difficult episode for you to record? Hmm. In what way? I don't mean technical. Not I technical? Mean, no, no, no. Content wise? Yeah, content wise. I think the Manosphere ones. Okay. Why is that? Because anybody who's ever completed a project and then had that project not save and get deleted and you try to recreate <laughs> what you think were the best parts mm -hmm. of that project. Mm -hmm. I don't know how many times in university before autosave was a thing on... <laughs> Word thank, processing documents. Thank the Lord for autosave. But on more than one occasion, I've lost significant amounts of work. Ugh. Or when I first started my my previous company, client databases just <gasps> just disappeared, and they having to go to like a data recovery place and 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 just and just have your heart sink when you realize how expensive it's going to be to try and re recover that hard drive. <sighs> so I'm always a little bit, and you lose shit once, and then. And then you never... You never do it yeah, again. Yeah, you figure out ways to make sure that My shit is backed up. My mother bored myself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Doing those episodes again was really hard because there were things in the first episodes that were really like good. the first time we did it. First time we recorded it that were really good. Jokes or or 
banter or whatever it is and trying to recreate that again and not make it sound like it wasn't spontaneous Mm -hmm. or sorry making it sound like it was spontaneous and not that it was something that we were were trying to bring back from a previous episode yeah (laughs) so i think that was that was probably the the hardest episodes and i remember you saying that it was like it's not that bad like it's there's a lot of good stuff in there it's like yeah but I was it, it was it was con- it, it was it consuming was me for stuff. a while. Yeah, I, like you how were ma- focused. How many? <laughs> focused. How many times did I come at you with that? Many times. <laughs> I was like, "Look, I have notes. Mm. I have ten pages of notes. Yay! <laughs> ten pages of notes. Yeah. What was your most difficult episode? I think I have an idea, but I'm curious. Oh. I'm curious. You I, tell me. I'll... I think the We Were on a Break episode was the hardest for me. Really? Yeah, I just think... I wouldn't have thought that. Well, okay. Well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you why, and then you can tell me which one mm-hmm. you thought was going to... I felt like that was difficult to revisit. Like, all of that was really tough in real life. Yeah. And to revisit it again... You don't okay. think there was enough distance? Okay, the Department of Redundancy Department. <laughs> no, I, sure, there was distance, but... I, that was a really difficult time in our relationship. It was a very dark period in our relationship. Yeah. And I don't enjoy hurting you. And Same. I don't enjoy talking about hurting you. So, so yeah, that was it was a very emotional time. So that was hard. But I felt like that was a really important episode to do because I think that people were able to get a lot of a lot out of that. And well, that was, just, the, that was the goal, right? That was the goal. That's the whole goal of all of this. Yeah. Is to, is to if, if we can help one other person get through something yeah. because they listened to an episode of something we'd been through already, mm-hmm. then, and, and I think it's so much better than advice because people can take whatever they want yeah. or not, and we're not invested in that. And then it's all them. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of cool. Which one were you going to say? I thought the sex work episode was going to be the the hardest one for you. The one with, with was that our second one with that Dr. That was our Trina second Orchard? one with Dr. Orchard, yeah. Yes. Because I remember you doing the research. I mean, yes. I, I read some articles too for that as well, but you went really deep into it. Yes, in, Into Dr. True. Orchard's work. And it really kind of bummed you out. That's true. Yes. Because it I was mean, heavy stuff, right? It was very heavy, but I think... Yeah, that was a rough time mm, to, mm-hmm. to go through that. Yeah, work was tough at that time. But I think it was. I think because it was such an important topic, you wanted you wanted to get it right. That was the other part. I just I wanted I wanted that to be I wanted that to be a, a good interview. Mm-hmm. Like I really wanted that to be because she's phenomenal. She is, and her the. the and the research that she's done. The is research that she's important. done and the and the literature that she's written about mm. that was just like, yeah, it was it was tough to read. But yeah, I think I was just more focused on like, oh my gosh, I need to do a really good job of this. Otherwise it's it's not gonna be a good show. And I think I always have that feeling like I need this to be good and I don't no, if it is, why are you laughing over there? Because you ask me this every time when I'm when I'm editing the episode. Is it like, good? How, how is it? How is it? How is it? <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, it's good. It's good. I do. I do always yeah. ask you, how yeah. is it? So I think, yeah, emotionally that was difficult, but there was more of a drive or a purpose on that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I didn't really feel res- 
responsible for how difficult that was. That's shit that's going on in the world that needed to be highlighted. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But this was, I think the freezer episode or the break episode was tougher because it was a little bit more personal for us. Right, okay. And that that was showing, to be that vulnerable to put on display a dark time in our relationship sure. was deeply personal and very, it was, it, yeah, there was a level of vulnerability that I never thought that we would get to in this podcast. Yeah. So that was something, but at the same time, I think we laughed a lot. It was funny. In that episode. There were some great, there were some great bits in that. Yeah. For sure. For and sure. So, Even though the subject matter was kind of dark and personal. Yeah. But I, yeah. but I think that, but again, I think that really was the last bit of healing over all of that yeah that, the the cauterizing of the wound the fact that we could laugh about all of that mm-hmm. and share it with everybody was a big deal and uh, honestly i used to think about the freezer all the time oh really yeah and now i think about it a lot less and that may just be the passage of time yeah but i also felt like that was a little bit of a purge of all of the stuff that was left that we hadn't talked about yeah. or or it was like okay like that's we've sewn that up and that's okay mm-hmm. right there were some very cool things that grew out of the podcast, us doing the podcast. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Like, one of the things was about me publicly oh, coming yeah. out about being bisexual. Yeah. Actually, you came out on a couple different things on, on the podcast. I came out on a couple of different things. Well, I mean, I just pulled up our episode list here. Um, <laughs> episode 32, What Stripping Taught Me. Okay, yeah. Yeah? Yes, that's true. And and although you had talked to me about being bisexual, mm-hmm. actually saying it out loud, like that's kind of a big deal. It was a big deal. And, you know, happy Pride Month, everybody. Yes. Uh, <laughs> one last day by last when this day one Pride comes Month. out. Last day of Pride Month. Yay. <laughs> and I was going to, and I think we were talking about this morning, about how this is the first year that I felt pride, that I was part of that. You've always been an ally. Yeah. But this year was the first year that I kind of felt like pride was for me, too. You're the, you're the B in the LGBTQ. Yeah. Pl- a plus. Yeah. And... And I think the podcast was a big part of me sharing that with people and yeah. becoming okay with that and exploring what that means. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of a big thing. Yeah. And like coming out as, you know, a, a former stripper, that was a big deal. I mean, I think a smaller deal. Well, more people it, knew about that in your personal life. Yeah, that's true. Than, than the bisexual side of things yeah but i think it was because i didn't know well that's also I think true. more people didn't know about me being bi because i didn't know i think you're gonna, I ha- you're gonna have some conversations soon with some of your lesbian friends and things like that yeah they we're go. gonna have some chats about <laughs> stuff so i thought that was like that was really important yeah and like i joined skirt club yeah <laughs> so when there can be a skirt club event yeah you, you're gonna go or when we can travel or to a skirt travel. club event yeah I can imagine the New York ones would be pretty, yeah, pretty fire. Or L.A. Or L.A. Yeah. Or, or Houston. That'd be fun. Yeah. 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 So stay tuned for our skirt club episode. Hopefully, well, hopefully before the end of the year. It's going to be can... me asking a lot of questions because I won't be there. <laughs> you won't be there. No. <laughs> no. Actually, 
I'm hoping there'll be an event in Montreal before yeah. the end of the year. Yeah, that'd be awesome. So I might come with you to Montreal. Yeah, you can come to Montreal. Well, maybe. We'll see. I don't know. I We'll I, see if you're going solo to the skirt club I've, or not. I hope not. <laughs> I've already asked someone. <laughs> How does that who, conversation work? You know hey, you how are. you doing? Oh, yeah, no, I'm good. Hey, you want to come to Skirt Club with me? Well, this person is also a member of Skirt Club. Well, I, yeah, I know, but it's... And I was like, we should go We should go to Montreal for the weekend and go to an event. And she was like, uh, hell yeah, we should. Cool. And you can hear all about it. I endorse I this plan. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good plan. I think so. Did you learn anything about yourself throughout the podcast? Over the last year? Yeah. I mean, I don't think anything as groundbreaking as, as, as what you came to realize over the course of this. Mm-hmm. But I think one thing that's been missing, you know, if you've gone to graduate school or you spent a lot of time training for a profession, when you leave your training, mm-hmm. unless you have the ability to go back and continually upgrade or, or refresh those skills, you kind of lose that ability you lose that thrill of learning something new. Some people don't want that thrill. No, I know. They go, I'm so done school, yay! But doing this podcast and getting ready for the episodes and interviewing the guests that we've had has kind of re-sparked that love of... I mean, I never... It's not like I just stopped learning shit, but this has kind of start, started to fire a, a different... the brain down! Yeah, We're like this is... Done. This is like not like some people on Facebook. No, oh my god. This is this is reawakened some of those things that I really loved about mm. especially in graduate school where the courses were more seminar courses rather than lectures mm. where there was a dialogue and a debate mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff. Right. So, yeah, that that how much I miss that is part of that. Your your his, your sort of background in academia really comes through with this, I find, because you enjoy the the study of something and the, yeah. the pulling apart of something. Yeah. And if I don't know something, I want, I want to understand what yeah. it is or why I don't know about yeah, it. Yeah, right. Yeah, and, yeah. and some of the guests that we've had have been awesome in that. Well, let's talk about, let's talk about our guests. Nice segue. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that this has probably been the single best part of starting the podcast are the people we've met. Yes. And some of them have been guests on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Some of them have been friends that we've made through social media. Mm-hmm. And... Listeners. Um, and, yeah. And some have been both. Mm-hmm. And it has really been amazing to experience some of the some of the people that we would never ordinarily have access to mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. if not for this medium yeah and uh, like we're i'm i'm gonna save for the end some of the fan favorites the fan favorites and fan favorite guests and episodes and moments and things like that but it's been amazing and and i've made we've made friends new friends yeah with people which is something I've always loved, and we've talked about this as well, being in this type of relationship. Mm-hmm. As an adult, you don't have a lot of opportunities to make new friends. That's true. A lot of people are friends with you know, the people they work with, or the people they went to school with, or, mm-hmm. or the you know, friends of their partner or spouse or whatever, mm-hmm. and then that's it. Like, all friended up. Yeah, or, or if you're on a sports team or something like that, right? And then that's it. And, and it's not easy to make new friends 
as a grown-up. No. Right? It's like dating. Yeah. Well, I mean, when you're a kid, every year you start a new grade and there's a new assemblage of people in that yeah. grade, it's right? It's like, do you think they like me? Yeah. Like, I don't know. They're really cool. <laughs> do you think like, yeah. And and yeah, I, I think in, in the kind of dating that we've done together mm-hmm. with other people mm-hmm. and then in this podcast with the guests and, and, and the listeners and the social media contacts and things like that, that's... Yeah, that's one of my favorite things about this as well. Well, that's that's why I can't wait for the border to open and and the restrictions to ease so that we can do our US road trip yeah. and get down and meet some of the people that that we've virtually met. Yep. And it's going to it's going to have to be a two-leg trip cuz yeah. we're going to have to go down the east coast and we're going to have to go down the west coast. Yeah, we got to be bicoastal. Yeah, well, I'm I think I'm going to be good at that. <laughs> you have practice. <laughs> I'm bye coastal <laughs> yeah and I, I that that has been a really amazing perk of of this podcast yeah, and yeah. just to be able to to admire somebody's content or what they're doing and reach out to them and say look we've got this platform we'd love to have you we'd like, yeah we'd love to talk to and you. they respond and say i'd be delighted to do that i'd love to do that and you just go i still it, it still, still blows my mind yeah it still blows my mind when we get a, a response from somebody and you're just like holy shit, we've got Dr. Wednesday Martin. Yeah. Or holy shit, we've got whoever. Yeah. I mean, we're going to talk about what, what our hopes and dreams are for oh, the I, next I, little world. Good. I, I'm glad you said that. Okay. Because I was worried you were going to say, and we're going to talk about who our favorite guests are. I'm like, you can't. No, we can't. No, I can't. It's like, it's like your favorite children. <laughs> you can have a favorite child. You just can't yeah right (laughs) unpopular opinions (laughs) i always i mean i say that to my children but it's like a big joke because it's like it's like the favorite of the day well and you have two so it's a 50 50 shot it is but it's like they'll say like am i your favorite child today and i go today yes (laughs) or i would tell you i will say today you are my favorite child tomorrow maybe something else tomorrow's a whole new day sometimes i don't like either of you (laughs) We always love them. I always love them. But you don't always like them. Not always. No. Depends. Yeah. Sometimes. So I reached out to some of our listeners. Okay. To ask them what were their favorite moments, episodes, guests on the podcast over the last year. And people were very generous nice. to respond nice. and, and tell me. So I had... I wanted to, there were, there were some of the episodes that we've mentioned already, so yeah. we can, and then some of them were kind of surprising. I was like, oh, wow, yeah. I forgot about that one. And you haven't shared this list with me. I have not. You told me one. Did I tell you one? Yeah, you did tell me one. Okay, okay. But, but then you wouldn't tell me the rest because you wanted no. like my live reaction. Yeah. Okay. Because, you know, because Manosphere episode, I want shit to be real. <laughs> so there was someone who talked about the stripper episode about me oh, really? sharing my dancer experience yeah oh. she, she really liked that and the perks of of glowing up late Got was very relatable yeah okay i loved that episode was that was fun. that was kind of fun and the one that was very recent the last straw episode oh yeah she said it was very relatable okay so that was kind of that was that was again like very personal i feel like those are the ones that resonate with a lot of people when well, we get kind of personal with stuff. I think we're trying to be as authentic as possible. Mm-hmm. And when things hit close to home, I mm-hmm. don't think it's 
I mean, you don't get any more authentic than that, right? No, that's true. I had another listener who talked about our sex toy review episode. <laughs> yeah. Which, if you go back in our in our Instagram, fun. that was like literally the best post ever. Oh, the cheese grater dildo? Yeah. <laughs> If if, if 2020 was a sex toy, it would be cheese grater dildo. If you go back into our Instagram, you will find it. Oh my God. It was like the best episode. That episode was so much fun. And all I remember is that suction cup dildo falling over the whole time, just thumping on the table where the mics were. We had to record a mea culpa intro Yeah, because there was so much thumping during the episode and it was like what the fuck is going on it's like what is that noise what is that noise we didn't know what it was it was like oh my god it's the fucking dick falling over and hitting the (laughs) (laughs) dick it was so big it it was giant and floppy it was giant cam knows his shit yes cam in our seat (laughs) we're gonna have them back by the way oh sweet yeah we're gonna have them back someone else talked about origin stories which that's one of my personal favorite episodes. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. That was a lot of fun. And she specifically mentioned the erotic novels that I stumbled over <laughs> in my in my mother's headboard bookcase and the forest porn that you talked about. <laughs> yeah, anybody who grew up in <laughs> the eighties. The, the geocaching of porn yeah, in yeah. the forest. You know what? I wanna amend my answer oh. on shit I learned about on this. Okay. That Horgen stories episode. Mm-hmm. Where my attraction, oh yeah, to Latin women, Latin women, mm-hmm. and when you made that connection, I still can't believe you didn't figure that out on your own, Mister PhD. I never. You imprinted it on like at like age twelve on yeah. your. I had my thirteenth birthday on that resort in Venezuela because yeah. I was free. Yeah. If you kids under under twelve or yeah. under thirteen were free, and so I got there and I was twelve, so I was free, yep, right? Yep, yep. And yeah, and it's just like, yeah. And there's a picture of you with the lady that worked at the resort. Yeah, and she's she's got her face next to yours, and she's got this coral lipstick on, and there's a little coral kiss mark on your and cheek. I am beaming. <laughs> very not very often do people get photographic evidence of their sexual awakening. Oh my god. And I remember this woman was like, hey, you know, I could come back to Canada and be a nanny. And your dad was like, cool. My dad's like, awesome. <laughs> and, I'm, and, and your I, mother's I, like, absolutely not. And I'm not. like, like um, sponge bath? The little I'll, take, finger, I'll little, take one of those. Okay. <laughs> but you know what? Don't that, make it weird. But that blew my mind. Yeah. It blew oh, my mind. I can't believe that you didn't put that together before. No, not until we were talking about that episode. You were just like, what? I was like, oh, oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. We had another lovely listener Mm -hmm. talk about how the best part of the podcast is the way you say fucking. (laughs) It's such a meaty word, fuck. (laughs) Well, the way you say it. The way I say it. It's very lusty. Well, fucking is fun, man. It is fun. It really is. Yeah, so I, I just want to let you know she um, she is sure that there are women swooning every time you say the that's word. That's very kind. I'm not so sure, but that's very kind of her to say. It is very kind. <laughs> <laughs> we had we had another listener say that her favorite moment was when Wednesday Martin told me I had perky tits. <laughs> There's a moment in that episode that, that that was edited out that was super funny. Oh yeah. Yeah. 
It was it was amazing. Uh, Wednesday was talking to her husband in, in, in it, kind of like an off mic type thing. And oh my God, it was hilarious. He I, was making noise and she was like, can you just not please... With the noise? With the noise. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and it, it was just like, can we put this... Can we keep this in? She's like, please don't put that in. And so we oh, talked about it, it instead. Uh, but yeah, it. she... And, but she couldn't remember who the guest was that that said that. She was like, "When that when that lady told you you had perky tits," and I was like, "That wasn't a lady. That was Wednesday Martin. Doctor Wednesday was Martin, the lady." Yeah. And that was probably wrote the book on female desire. Yeah, pretty much. She told me I had perky tits. Mm. I was like, "Oh my god!" Well, she's not wrong. Thank you. They're glorious. Hers are amazing too. Yeah. And we got like we got it when she was moving her her laptop. We had a good view. <laughs> That was the episode that kind of fucking blew my mind a little bit. Yeah. Because that was absolutely not the episode that we had planned. No, with her. no. We were going to talk about Untrue. And, and I, um, I, started, I started talking to her in October of mm-hmm. 2020 and, mm-hmm. and really wanting to get her on the show because, yeah, she is literally wrote the book on female sexual desire and I just, we just wanted to talk to her about that book and some other issues and, and things that we had, had prepared and lots of things kind of happened. And so we had scheduled our interview of her with her on January 8th. Oh yeah. 2021. And for those of you that, that don't live in the States or follow the news, Something kind of big happened on January 6th, yes. 2021. Yes. The storming of the Capitol building yeah. happened two days before we were to interview her. And As Uncle Dan said, something that no Nazi stormtrooper, no Confederate soldier, nobody ever, ever has ever breached the U.S. Capitol. No, no. Until January 6th. Right. And she, I, I think it was... I think that was the closest we've come to journalism in this podcast. <laughs> we've not been to J school, that's for no, sure. No, no, no. And I, I mean, props to journalists. They're some of my favorite podcasting people because, yes. oh my God. But I think that was the closest that we got to. We had the privilege of talking to her two days after that happened. Yeah, it was super fresh. And it was fresh. so raw and honest. And it, it was... It was not the episode we were planning on doing, but I feel like it was one of our most important episodes mm. because it crystallized that moment in history and the feel of that and the rage and maybe not rage, but outrage. Outrage for sure. Of all of that. And we don't live in America. We live in Canada. But I think that having the opportunity to speak to her during that time really gave us a, a complete picture of what that felt like. She's such a smart woman. Oh my God. On so many levels. Yeah. Not just in her field of research, no, but just no, no. she's just she's so well rounded. Yeah. And and to get her take on it yeah. like that. And incredibly articulate. I spent a lot of time making sure that episode when I was editing that, I spent a lot of time on that episode mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. I really wanted it to be amazing to reflect the the conversation we were having and it was heavy man it it was was. heavy i feel like i feel like a lot of people had a hard time listening to that yeah well especially when it came out a couple of days like a week later or something like that it was really really raw it was it it came out a week 
after because that the insurrection happened on a Wednesday. We talked to her on Friday, and the episode dropped yeah. the following Wednesday. Yeah. So it was one of those things where it was very timely, and everything was still going on. Yeah. It was. It was really quite something. That was that was a moment where I was just like, I can't fucking believe this is happening right now. Mm-hmm. I had another listener talk about the episode that you talked about that you thought would be difficult for me that the the sex, sex work, work the yeah. sex work what did with, they say? with Dr. Orchard just that she had learned a lot like she didn't there was a lot of things she didn't know and was unaware of and I think she said that it was really eye-opening for her mm-hmm. to, to listen to that episode and again Dr. Trina Orchard incredible work wonderful writer super articulate guest she is going to there's going to be a book Coming up about her research with dating apps and oh, that kind of stuff. Yeah. That was the first episode that, that we did with her. But with the her. sex work episode was was something that really um, struck this listener. Yeah, so that, that was, was episode thirty one. Yeah. Notes from the Hive with Dr. And Orchard. she also enjoyed our episode with Em and Finn, which was, from was a lot normalizing non monogamy. That was a lot of fun. We, we, lot we, of fun. we spoke to them like the whole afternoon. We spent the whole day because we we recorded an episode for them to release, and yeah. then we recorded an episode for us to release. And then we we talked more after that, yeah. and we're they're 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 definitely on our our list for the road trip. And I have to I have to send props out. I picked Finn's brain. And oh he yeah, helped, he, he helped me he was a really lot. Good. Yeah, with remote guests and things like mm. that. I think he really helped us up our remote mm. our remote game from that point. So definitely, thank you, definitely. Finn. I super appreciate it, and I love you too, Emma. But Finn, thank you. That yeah. was that was a massive help. And they, that was a really interesting conversation because not often do you get to sit down and have a conversation with people that are so well-versed mm-hmm. in non-monogamy and open relationships mm-hmm. and to not have to define your terms to just have a really in-depth conversation about yeah. those types of relationships yeah. and some of the misconceptions and histories and things like that. So that was pretty cool. Uh, someone else talked about our Melissa Kelly episode. That was a fun one. It's so fun. Yeah. So just over two weeks i've got actually my when, shoot this, with when her. this comes out it'll be less than two weeks yes yeah i'm very excited about i'm that. super excited <laughs> i know i can't be there you can't but oh my god i can't wait to see the finished product well you're gonna help me make some choices but yeah that, that's okay. gonna be that's gonna be super fun i have a couple of ideas I mean, I'm I'm hoping that there'll be a couple that I can share to our Instagram page. That would be cool. That I, would might, be cool. I might mention that to her. That that would be a nice follow up to our episode. Is yeah. to share a couple of the the shots that she takes. Yes. So I'm so excited. I'm so excited. And things are just opening up here in Ontario, so she hasn't been able to shoot for a while. So yeah, that'll be fun. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited. So <laughs> mm-hmm. and thank God I'll be able to get my hair done before that. Yeah. So also. Quite a few people talked about the episodes with Dr. Murray, with Dr. with Dr. Tom Murray. Mm-hmm. That that doesn't surprise me. No, I, you know he's so engaging, right? Yeah, and I think we just have a great chemistry with him. He we've had him on three times, and it is by no means the last time. Yeah, we will have him. He's just he just has such a way about him, and he's so funny and warm and Mm. like you say engaging and a lot of people resonated with those episodes i think i think he has a way of conveying information and and little little sound bites for you to hold on to and think about in your own relationships and he's a very like 
no bullshit <laughs> kind of guy. And we are so looking forward to meeting him. That's also on our agenda uh-huh. is to meet him. Mm-hmm. And I think he wants to come up here, actually. He's talked about that. He's like, open the border. Also cool, Dr. Murray, anytime. Anytime, anytime. So, yeah, there were quite a few people who love him. And we love him, too. Not surprising. Someone else from another another lovely in the UK. Her favorite episode was the No Eye and Threesome. But, oh. there, but there is a nightmare. But there is a nightmare, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, God damn, that was, a, that, was, that was a fun... That was a fun episode yeah. to pull apart. And, but, and, and this is the thing. It was really indicative of what we do with documentaries. Yeah, yeah. Just, oh my God, just yanking that thing apart and looking at all the things. And it was really cool the way it was done. Mm-hmm. Like the, the documentary, not the episode, but the, the yeah. documentary. A couple of people mentioned the Ruby Rider episode. <laughs> to the hilt. To the hilt, which I hadn't listened to. Yeah, until, until recently. recently. I, I mean, I was there when it happened. Mm. But well, you hadn't seen the finished product. No. Yeah. And when I listened to it, it just, I mean, I remember us both. That was the first time that we, that you and I had both recorded remote remotely. In. Yeah, yeah. Where you and I weren't in the same place. And usually we are. And we, it just wasn't going to happen. Yeah, for we that, couldn't, we couldn't be one. in the same spot for that. And I remember being on a high after that interview where it was like, wow, she's. She's, She's unbelievable. An amazing woman too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And and a um, joy to to interview. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Just super knowledgeable. And again, so many of our guests are storytellers. Yeah. And and are so well versed in their specialty or line of research. It's just it's such a joy to talk to these people because they're just I always, I'm like you, I just, I get high on the learning mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you're just like, wow, I had no idea. Yeah. Getting, getting to spend an hour with somebody like, like that with it, their intellect and their personality. It's like life hack yeah. central. Yeah. 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 Someone else mentioned our episode with Charles to just go. <sighs> the lover and the fighter. Stupendous. Stupendous. That's stupendous. <laughs> there's been some, there's been some developments on, on there. He's doing great though. He's doing great. We, I'm, I, uh, part of another part of our plan is to go down there and train. Yeah. Oh my at, god, that would be at amazing. District Martial Arts. Yeah, that would be fantastic. So, in Virginia, Virginia, yes, Virginia. Yes, yeah. Yes, I'm excited about that. Yeah. And then you and I can go to DC together because we've never been there together. Someone else mentioned the Nexium episode that we did, and that was another kind of difficult one. That was a difficult one to boil down. Oh, because the, the subject matter is so intense on it. Uh, right? Yeah, and and it was it was a docu series. Like yeah. it was crazy. How and it was like, how do you present this in one episode and talk about all the things you want to talk about? It's just it's so deep and it's so crazy. So it was nice that that was somebody's favorite episode. And it's real. Like, yeah, it actually happened. It's I know. Not, so much of of the other kind of pop culture stuff that we've done have been fictional or have been more lighthearted. Mm-hmm reality mm-hmm. tv type stuff sure. right like queer eye or india matchmaker or yeah. something like that right <laughs> or the second season of too hot to handle oh too hot to handle yeah we're gonna have to get into that or our 90 day episode. Oh, 90 day references it's been a while we have to we've been so busy researching those sex in the city episodes that we uh, haven't had a chance to watch any 90 day no that's true yeah we're 90 days there's start. a 90 day shaped hole in there's my a, heart there's a 90 day drought going yeah. on <laughs> and by far I th- I think the number one episode that 
more people than anything else said Ooh. was their favorite. Ooh. Oh, are you excited? Yeah, I want to know. Was the Queen's Gambit. The sexual politics of the Queen's oh, Gambit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm really proud of that episode. Yeah, me too. Uh, and I think not only because it's a fucking great series on it, Netflix. It really was. Uh, but but because of the way our the way we pulled it apart mm-hmm. in a good way, not, mm-hmm. not, no, not, not highlighting its no, flaws it wasn't, or anything. No, it wasn't a criticism. It was... And how people, we were able to help people who also loved it mm-hmm. see it in a different light. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There right. was so much there. So much, so good. Yeah, so th- so that was really that was so I wanted to express some gratitude to everybody who communicated to us the things that resonated with them and the episodes that they liked and the moments they liked and the guests that they liked. It really helped us a lot. So, having said all that, what are you kind of hoping for for the next the next year of mm, cheating on fear? We've, we've touched on it. Mm-hmm. I want to keep doing the some pop culture things when we come across stuff, mm-hmm. documentaries or series that I think fit into what we've kind of crafted here. Those are always fun text messages where I'm like, we got to watch this. Yeah, we have a, we it. have a few we on the few. On, on the docket that mm-hmm. we're that we're we have our eyes on that we're going to start looking at mm-hmm. soon. I would like to keep going with the non monogamy episodes and we're gonna have to do some brainstorming on 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 that but i don't want i don't want the podcast to deviate away from the sex and relationship Mm -hmm. part of it right and i think one of the things i'm most excited about is the idea of getting out there on the road and Mm -hmm. doing remote Mm -hmm. yeah recordings meetups interviewing guests in person Mm mm-hmm traveling and and doing episodes uh, that are just related to to those kinds mm-hmm, of things mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that i think those are the ones that i'm i'm most excited about mm-hmm. and that kind of just ties into the whole optimism of yeah what looks like hopefully the closing days of the worst part of the pandemic mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and a return back to you know 2019 type yeah. life yeah, right yeah what about you yeah, same. I think I think as we get back out into the world and travel and meet people and have some new experiences, we'll have some new things to talk about. Mm-hmm. What all of that looks like. Yeah. I know there's a few guests that you have been thinking about. Yeah. There are some guests that I have been thinking about and some people we'd like to have back. And I I think I think I'm going into this next year with a lot more confidence about who we are and what we do. Right. I think when we started out, it was a little bit more nebulous and we were trying to find our footing. Right. Uh, to a certain degree on purpose. Yeah. Oh, we yeah. Box we ourselves in. No, for sure. We wanted to keep it fairly broad. But it's interesting to, to see the kind of voice and path that the podcast has taken as, mm-hmm, we've, mm-hmm. as we've recorded almost 50 episodes at this point. Right. And, I'm, and I... I I really do enjoy and appreciate listener input. If there's something that you would like to hear us talk about or some someone you'd like us to talk to. Um, I get so jazzed when you tell me. Yeah. You know, we have this listener DM or we yeah. have an email or something along those lines. I know, I'm, I'm it's great. Super, I'm always super pumped about that. I know, I get really excited So don't be too. shy, people. Yeah, no, please. And if if you'd like to have 
alive or a meetup in your in your area, let us know too. Like I said, we're we're gonna have hopefully sooner rather than later get our our road trip going. Do you think we might be able to do it this summer? I don't know. I don't. It's tricky. It's, it's very tricky. tricky. The border the border's a, 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 a thorny issue right mm-hmm. now. It is. So hopefully, uh, but but things are starting to accelerate a little bit faster than originally thought. Yeah, that's true. So, I mean, I think sooner rather than later is. is I'm aware like a, hope is a poor strategy. Yeah. However, as you say often, I do. <laughs> hope is a pure poor strategy. <laughs> but yeah, so please get a hold of us. Yep. Share the podcast. Share the episode. Get in touch. We love to hear from you. Yeah. And thanks as always for listening. It's been a a wild ride and I'm so happy about how the last year has gone. I'm really looking forward to the next year. Super excited. Thank you, everybody. We love all of you. We do. We love you. See you guys.